Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Welcome, friends, to An Overcoming Life. Today, Melinda is back and sharing with us. Are you ready to be blessed? Because you will if you just listen. Melinda, thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be here and be able to speak about the Word of God to you. And today, we're going to be looking at what confession is all about. What is confession? And also, we're going to be talking a little bit about some pitfalls and about some misconceptions that we've heard possibly over the years about it. So I hope that this will enlighten you and um, bring some knowledge about the importance of it in your life. Amen. So what is confession? And we're going to get right into it. So I looked up the word of confession. It's first, it's affirming something that we believe. Second, it's testifying to something that we know. And third, it's witnessing the truth for a truth that we've embraced. So it's something we believe, testifying to something that we know, and witnessing for a truth that we have embraced. Amen? And we can definitely say that that would apply to the Word of God. Amen? Uh, That that we believe it, uh, we know it when we spend time in it, and we also embrace it because we believe. Amen? That God is faithful and just to provide and do what He's promised He will do for us in His Word. Amen? As children of God. So what are we to confess? Well, we're to confess what Jesus Christ has paid for in His great plan of redemption when He died on the cross. That's why we need to spend time in the Word and find out what exactly did all that entail. Quite a bit. Amen? Quite a bit. We need to confess. You need to confess what you have as a result of His death, burial, and resurrection. And you need to confess what belongs to you as a child of God. God has given us everything that pertains to life, it says, and godliness. Everything. Everything. It's been paid for. It's been given to us. It's up to us to take it, receive it into our lives. Amen? But we have to believe and we have to speak His Word. So, the Word of faith must be in your mouth. The Word tells us and it's got to be in our heart. Amen? One of my favorite scriptures in the Word of God is found in Proverbs 18.21. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that eat the fruit thereof, and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So if you're speaking uh, words that are negative, words of doubt and unbelief, have you ever been around people that everything that comes out of their mouth is, you know, it's, it's a negative report? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so that's what you're going to read. That's what you you obviously love to speak, love to tell, and so that's what uh, you will uh, bear fruit of it. And so those who are speaking words of life and being positive, you're going to bear the fruit of that. Death and life are in the power of your tongue, not somebody else's tongue, your tongue. Amen? So now I want to read, I want to flip over to Mark eleven twenty three and 24. And I love this scripture because it gives specific instructions on what we're to do as Christians. 
It says in here that we're to speak to the mountains in our life. Mountains referring yes. to whatever it is that we have need of, whether it's a financial need, whether it's sickness that we need uh, a healing in our body for, uh, a broken marriage, children that are lost, loved ones that are lost, uh, <clears throat> material things that we need, a car, mm -hmm. a, a place to live, a better job, whatever it is. We're to speak to the mountain, God has told us. So, the disciples were traveling and Jesus happened to pass by a fig tree and he cursed the fig tree because it wasn't producing fruit. He was trying, this is symbolic, he was trying to show uh, the disciples, uh, you know, uh, about bearing good fruit and if it doesn't have good fruit, what happens? But basically, when they came back by a few days later, they were shocked because this tree had withered and died. And they said, look, master, the tree the fig tree that you curse, it's withered, it's dead. And here's what he said. <clears throat> have faith in God. That's who we're supposed to have faith in, is God. Now, here's what I want to point out to you in this scripture I'm about to read. In this particular scripture, I want you to go back and read it for yourself. Put your own eyes on it. But three times in this scripture, it says, says, S-A-Y-S, says, that's speaking. That's, in other words, says, confessing. Only one time in this scripture does it say the word believe. So listen to me as I read it. Jesus said, For surely I say to you, whoever says mm -hmm. to this mountain, you're speaking to it, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says... Yes. Mm -hmm. He says, will be done. He will have whatever he says. Three times. Mm -hmm. The emphasis is on the saying. It says you have to believe. That's important. But three times he says, says. Amen? Amen. So we That's need it. to grab hold of that. It's important. Uh, you know, it's not enough just to believe. We've got to speak it. We've got to speak it. We've got to do what the Word tells us to do. We have to follow. If you want Bible results, you got to do it the Bible way. You must mm -hmm. follow the instructions given to you in this Word if you want the Word to work. Just like if you're holding unforgiveness, you got to forgive or nothing else is going to work. you got to forgive. Amen. you got to let it go. you got to do what He says to do. So, are you speaking to the mountains in your life? Are you doing that? Well, I would encourage you, if you're not, that you would begin to do that. Amen? Now, this is what the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me as I was preparing this message, and I wrote it down. Confession is the key. It's the key that unlocks the door of faith in the Spirit to bring possession of those things that we are believing to become a reality in our lives. Amen? It's the key. That unlocks that door. Confession confirms the promises of God. Confession precedes possession. We must confess before we see it. Possession follows confession. Faith confessions create realities. How do we receive healing, deliverances, finances? peace or anything else that we need. How? How do we do it? By confessing that we have it before we ever see it. Yes. That's God's way. I'm going to prove it to you in just a few minutes. That is God's way. We must believe it 
before we ever see it, that we have it. Well, isn't that kind of backwards? No. There are people that, that all the time say, well, I just don't believe that. I'll believe it when I see it. How many times have you heard people oh, say yeah. that? Well, I'll believe it when I see it. But that's opposite of what the Bible teaches us to do. We've got to believe it before we ever see it. And if we do, we will see the reality of that thing we need. Well, isn't there other scriptures that say that, you know, believe when you pray? Yes. Uh, Otherwise, there's no point in praying if you don't believe. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. And you do need to pray and you do need to believe. But you also have to say. Then you say. You also have to say. Amen. Mm -hmm. So by confessing, you have it. Before you see it, the scriptures become real to us when we begin to meditate on the word of God and confess it out our mouth. Speak out what the word declares is yours. We must speak out what the word declares is ours. Amen. Let's look uh, uh, over at Romans. Did I read Romans yet? I don't think I did. Oh. Romans. I want to read Romans 10 right now because we're, we're into this and I'm going to prove to you now about confession. So Romans chapter 10, verses 8 and 9. <clears throat> Here's what it says. But what does it say? What does the Word of God say? The Word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the Word of faith which we preach. That if you confess, it's here right here, that if you confess mm-hmm. with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's so, your first confession that co- anyone should make. Exactly. That is it, Frank. <laughs> that's that's a, it. That's, that's the, the beginning. Initial. That is the very beginning right there. Mm-hmm. You confessing. Jesus, I confess you that you're Lord, that you're God's son. I confess it. So for then, And it says goes on to say, for with the heart one believes mm-hmm. unto righteousness. Mm-hmm. And with the mouth, again, with the mm-hmm. mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Confession is made unto salvation. You're declaring it out your mouth. It's right there. So don't, I don't want to hear people say, well, I don't believe in that confession stuff. Well, if you want to be born again, you're going to have to. <laughs> because that's what the word directs us to do. Amen? Confess it. Anyway, it says for, in verse 13, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen? You call upon him, and he's promised that he'll save you. Now, let's look at Romans uh, chapter 4, verse 17. This is what God does. Are we not to do what God does? Well, yeah. We're to be like him, right? Right. <laughs> so Romans four seventeen says, As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He's talking about Abraham. In the presence of him whom he believed. God, who gives life to the dead, and here we go, and calls those things which do not exist as if they already did. Mm-hmm. Living Bible. Listen to what the Living Bible says. Who makes the dead live again and speaks the future events with as much certainty as though they were already passed. <laughs> okay. Well, Lord... I believe that I'm healed. Uh, do I feel like it? Is my body? Do I? Am I still hurting in my body? I might be, but if I want to see it come to pass, I'm going to speak. Keep speaking it Amen. that I am healed. Amen. God, you are healing me. You are bringing it to pass. It's mine. I, I come against the devil, and you're not going to do this to me. You're not stealing my health. I, I am the healed. Amen. And and you begin to confess the healing scriptures. Amen. See, I, I Amen. believe in. Uh, 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 
speaking the word of God and confessing things before anything ever happens. Uh, you know, taking doses of uh, uh, God's word on a regular day, daily basis for healing for our bodies. Amen. So it says that God speaks it. He speaks of future events as as with as much certainty as though they are already coming to pass. And you know what Abraham did? He thanked God. He thanked God years before uh, Sarah ever had a baby. He promised it to him. And what he said that his faith kept growing. Why did his faith keep growing? Because he kept saying, thank you, God. Thank you that uh, you're giving me a son. He kept thanking him, he said, ahead of time, like he already had it. He didn't wait till all of a sudden, oh, Sarah comes up to him and says, I'm pregnant. I'm going to have a baby. Oh, thank you, Father. No, he was thanking God before the baby was ever conceived. Shouldn't we be confessing and thanking God before we ever receive what we're believing for? Yes, that's what the Word says to do. That is what the Word says to do, not me, the Word. Now, I want to share something that I found because I felt led to do some research. This is very interesting, and it lines up with the Word of God. There was an article that I found that some psychologists had written back in 2018. They had discovered, now listen to this, they had discovered that positive words such as peace and love can alter the expressions of genes. Now we're talking about the body. It can alter the expression of genes, strengthening areas in our frontal lobe of the brain and promote the brain's cognitive functioning. Just from speaking positive words. This is what they wrote an article about in 2018. It says they propel the motivational centers of the brain. Again, these positive words propel the motivational center of the brain into action and build resiliency. Okay, I looked up the word resilient. Listen to what resilient means. It's someone or something that bounces back into shape or recovers quickly. <laughs> An example, they gave two examples. Elastic, being stretched and then returning back to its normal size <laughs> after being let go. The second one, a sick person rapidly getting healthy. Rapidly getting healthy. Able to endure tribulation without cracking. Isn't that amazing? Just from speaking positive words. They're not even referring to the Word of God. We talk about the Word of God because we know what God paid for on Jesus sent His Son and what He did on the cross. But it's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard of a Dr. Carolyn Leaf? Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In her books, she talks about, and she's a Christian, mm -hmm. a firm believer. And she's done research, and she, in her book, she tells you that the confessing of the word actually rewires portions of their brain. Yes. yes. Changes your thought pattern. Well, that's what the Lord means when He says renewing your mind. Exactly. Exactly. With the Word of God, it literally and, and, and does. And I mean, that. I'm just saying, these psychologists. That's basically what they're yeah, saying. They're no, saying they're, the same thing that uh, Carolyn is saying mm -hmm. in her books. Yeah. But it affects. So what we say, even what we're thinking. You might not even be letting somebody know what you're thinking, but if you're letting those thoughts, bad thoughts, consume your mind and you're not casting them out, it's affecting your body. You need to cast it out. When it doesn't line up with the Word of God, get rid of those vain imaginations. Yeah, so. if, you're, if you're thinking those thoughts, that's bad enough. But when you start confessing them, it, it just reinforces the message. Oh, it does. 
you're building yeah. you're a building wrong a, spiritual You're building heart. a leaking heart. <laughs> you're going to sink. Are. You are. You are. <laughs> okay. So let's look up. I mean, I just thought this that was amazing. It was just amazing. <laughs> um, and, and we know it to be true, but it was just something in the world that they've Confirmed. discovered, you yeah. know. And, and, and so it just goes along with what we the already science know. science finally catching exactly. up. Exactly. Oh, catching finally up with catching the up with exactly. the yeah. <laughs> So what is a wrong confession? Let's look at a wrong confession. A wrong confession is a confession of defeat and really a confession of Satan's supremacy. I mean, we're, we're ignorant when we do it. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes we talk and we, we're not even paying attention to what we're saying. And we need to be paying attention to what we're saying or how we're responding to something. Mm -hmm. So it's talking about how the devil, you're talking about all that the devil's doing to you, how he's hindering you, how he's stealing your money, uh, the devil's destroying my marriage. Well, that all might be true, but that is not what you should be talking about. You should be putting the word on what he's doing. You know, and resisting him so that he will flee. Amen. So, uh, you know, and, and I just don't feel any better. You know, and it just, you know, you just go on and on saying all these things. And it's a confession of defeat. It's a confession yeah, yeah. of defeat. Yeah. So when you speak about God, when you speak about God and confessing what he says, do you know what you're doing? You're glorifying him, not the devil. You're glorifying God in what he's already done and is doing. Amen. So those wrong confessions, they sap the very life. They will they will just take the life out of you and it destroys your faith and it holds you in bondage. Mm -hmm. So we really need to be paying attention to what we're saying. But the confession of your lips that has grown out of faith in your heart will absolutely defeat the devil every time he comes against you, whatever the trial or tribulation will be. You have the victory. Amen. So let's look at a, a pitfall. Okay, a pitfall is you believe God's word. You believe it. There's a lot of people that believe God's word. I mean, they look at it and say, well, I believe that's true. Mm -hmm. I believe that's true. But you also have people that say, but I don't know if he'll do it for me. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's a pitfall. But you believe God's word in your heart. So therefore, if you don't believe that he'll really do it for you or he'll do it, always do it for somebody else, the next thing that's going to come out of your mouth is that you're always talking something else. You might believe it in your heart, but you're talking contrary to what the word of God says about you. Yeah. You know, we have to go into the mirror of God's word and look at that, look at it and see what God is saying about us and what he's promised us. And then don't walk away and forget what he said. Mm. We got to keep it before us. Amen. That's why we got to keep looking in the mirror every day, the mirror of God's word and seeing who you are. Amen. I love this scripture. And I said today to the Lord when I wrote it, when I got this message prepared, I said, I, I want to start confessing this every day. And it's found in Psalms 141.3. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth and keep watch over the doors of my lips. Mm. It's very, if we only realize how important what we're saying is, oh my gosh. Well, oh my gosh. Didn't Jesus say in another place, uh, it isn't so much what, goes into the body it's what comes out yes it defiles you it defiles you yeah. defiles you and not that it, it says it defiles your whole body mm -hmm. again affects mm -hmm. the body yeah. well, what uh, we're saying affects the body the word says that by your words you're justified yes. by your words you're condemned exactly your own words not somebody else's by your yours words. exactly 
Whatever you're confessing. So, you know, we need to speak in line with God's Word and what He's saying. We need to stop saying those things that don't line up with God's Amen. Word. Because Amen. you know what? If you keep confessing long enough the Word of God over you, if you keep confessing it, eventually it's going to drop down in your heart. It's going to drop down in there. And when that when that happens and it gets in you, there's no devil in hell that can pull it out. <laughs> there's just no devil that can pull it out. So it'll start to control your life. Positive things will start to control your life. The Word will control your life. Uh, and so I just pray that you're grasping this. Now I want to talk basically, uh, before I close today, about a misconception. And for me personally, I heard this misconception back in the 80s uh, when the Word of Faith movement began, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and... Uh, there was just, you know, a lot of ministers out there preaching the word of faith, full gospel. And I don't know why it was such a big thing. That's what we should have been doing all along. But anyway, there was a movement, <laughs> right? And so in this movement, you know, we begin to, to, to learn and be taught about speaking to the mountains and, and how to stand, how to combat the devil and all this type of stuff. So uh, from Mark eleven twenty three and 24, which I just read a few minutes ago, uh, about confession and speaking, something began to come out and people were running around saying, oh, those faith people, oh, those word of faith people, they just running around, they name it and they claim it. And you know, that's not God. They name it and they claim it. They just think they can name anything they want and, 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 and they're they just going to get it. Yeah, they got sarcastic about it. Well, yes. It blab it and grab it. Yeah, and blab it and grab it, name it and claim it and all that kind of stuff. Well, I just want to tell you, it was a, a, a misconception. It was something that was twisted. Uh, uh, not so much as the confession. I'm just saying it was twisted what <laughs> what they began to say because they didn't have, they obviously did not study the word in detail like they need to. And, and 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 search it out for themselves. And and there probably were some people running around doing things that yeah, did not was, line up with the Word of God. There were some abuses. Um, but, uh, so anyway, they, it was taken out of a concept and it brought context, much deception yeah. to the body of Christ. So we're going to look at two scriptures. And the first one I want to look at is found in 1 John chapter 5. And we're going to look at verses 14 and 15. So this is what it says. Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him, talking about the Lord, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. That's the key. According to His, his will. will. Yes. Now, you don't get born again, you know, uh, and I, I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of times people came to Jesus because they, they heard this. Oh, you can just believe God for anything. He'll just give it to you. Mm -hmm. You know, abracadabra. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, I'm sure that they found out that it didn't work. But you've got to, you've got to be lined up with wor the Word of God according to His will. And, you know, I remember I, I have told the Lord many times. I've said this and I mean it with all my heart. I tell Him, I don't want anything, anything. I don't care what it is. I don't want it unless you're in it. Mm -hmm. I don't want it. Mm -hmm. Good. And so that's my prayer to him, and I'm and he knows I mean it. And yes. verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. Okay? Now, I want to read this scripture out of James 4, 3 out of the Living Bible. I'm going to start with verse 1. It says, What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Isn't it because there is a whole army of evil desires within you? If you want what you don't have, so you kill to get it. 
You long for what others have. That's called covetousness. Mm-hmm. And you can't afford it. So you start a fight to take it away from them. And yet the reason you don't have what you want is you don't ask God for it. And even when you do ask, you don't get it because your whole aim is wrong. <laughs> you want only what will give you pleasure. That means you, you just want things uh, to be having things and you're not interested in God. You're not interested in what God wants you to do. God wants us blessed so that we can be a blessing. Amen? Right. It's not yeah. to see how much we can get. No. And it's not to brag about what God does bless us with. I don't like it when people get up and say, well, you know, God blessed me with five Rolex watches. Uh, God's blessed me with, you know, uh, five or six houses and I've got ten cars. You're hurting the body of Christ by what you're doing. I'm telling you right now. It's not in the things we obtain. Exactly. Okay. And maybe if he did give them to you, maybe it's because he wants you to give some of it away. <laughs> I mean, you know, how many cars can you drive? How many houses can you live in? Come on. You know what I'm saying? So, But anyway, I'm just saying there's definitely some misconceptions. And, you know, just an example. I remember years ago we had lived in, uh, in a long home that we built for many years. And my husband really wanted to move. And we just had such a hard time. You know, I mean, we kept believing, but... They're not easy to sell, but we kept believing and we didn't give up. And there was a day when we finally got a contract and we didn't even know where we were going. But my husband began to search and, and you know, so we kept saying, God, we just, again, seek first God and his kingdom and everything will be added. Father, we don't know where our house is, but lead us to where you want us to be. Mm-hmm. We want what God wants. Okay, lead us. And so that's exactly what he did through a series of things. He led us there. And uh, we were quite overwhelmed when when we found this. And we both knew it the minute we walked in the door. But as we were leaving, as we were leaving out the front door, as soon as we got out of the steps, I said it out loud to my husband. I, as much as I believe that this is of God, I believe it is. I said, I don't want anything he's not in. Because God will guide you, but only he can keep you there. Mm. Only he can keep you there. So you don't need to be running around. Oh, well, you know, I'm going to believe God for, you know, uh, a 20 bedroom house, you know, uh, (laughs) a mansion. You know, I mean, you're asking for these things. And again, as I told you earlier, your faith is built line upon line, precept upon precept. You might have to start believing God for 10 pounds of hamburger meat before you believe him for a steak down the road. You understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when he blesses you with more, you bless others. Amen. 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 Don't don't eat all your seed. Go bless somebody else with it. Amen. 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 So I hope this has helped you today. I hope that this word uh, has enlightened you and uh, helped you understand a little bit better about confession and how important it is. Now, you know, it doesn't mean that if you blow it and you say something wrong one time, you know, that, oh, my God, you know, I've, I've, I've messed up now. God's not going to answer my prayer. That's not true. It comes from over and over and over and over saying the same thing. I'm not going to name names, but I knew somebody that said all their life, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. And at the end of their life, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. They lost their mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is important what you say. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, that first confession that should be made is, Lord, I recognize I'm a sinner. And I also need to recognize that you're the only way out of this mess. So I will take you as my Savior and my Lord. There's a confession. Amen. You confess him as Lord and Savior. That'll get you started right there. And we just pray you'll do that today. Anybody out there that don't know the Lord right now, you've never done that, as Frank just said. 
just ask Him to come into your heart yeah, and forgive you of your sins. That's simple. It's that simple. Amen. Well, well, it's been good, Melinda, like it usually is when God has you share. Thank you so much. Right. This is Bobby. And Frank. And Melinda. Saying God loves you, my friend. And, and so do we. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer.com at yahoo.com This is Frank and this is Bobby Thank Thank you you for for listening. listening